listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 54, where we will be discussing chapter 17 in City of Glass, a Shadowhunter's Tale. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. What, what? What, what? So this is super late, like, to bring up because of our the way our re- recording schedule is. You guys won't be listening to this until... The 26th of January. But uh, we, (laughs) I had called out a few episodes ago um, an Instagram page that I really liked, Brother Snackariah. And then they like messaged us. And I was like, shut the fuck up. You guys listen to us. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Equal fangirl moments. It was. It was. It was like this weird. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) We're like popular or whatever. It's still so crazy. I know we talk about it all the time, but it's still so crazy that like we pay for you guys to have to listen to us and people love us. Right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's it's good times, though. Um, we did. We don't know when it's going to come out, but we did do our first test run with a reaction video. Yes. Um, I am still working on learning how to edit said video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. But we're, we're figuring it out. And I have a couple of ideas on how we can maybe improve on our first. I feel like the first one is just going to be like, we're sorry. <laughs> That's pretty typical for us. <laughs> like, this was just an experiment. And as long as you can get through the first one, maybe uh, it'll get better. <laughs> yeah. So we watched the first episode of the TV show. Yes. That was fun. It was. And I'm excited. I want to keep doing it. So yeah. um, we're we're still figuring out, because we, we did mention a few uh, episodes ago that we were going to start a Patreon. Um, we're still trying to figure out what that's going to look like, but uh, this will be coming out when? I just said it. The, the 26th. 26th. <laughs> It'll be coming out the 26th of January. So we should definitely have more info for you guys within the next coming weeks. Yeah. yeah, we want good content, not just to have something there. So yeah, we want good content, and and we want to. Yeah, we just want it to be cool. We want to be cool kids. That's all. We want you guys to laugh with us. Yeah. So we'll make it happen. We're funny. We are. <laughs> Watching me watch that first episode probably was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot to say. <laughs> I've got to do a better job of not being so judgy. I was really hard. Everything I said that I was like, it's an alternate universe. I'm going to like just accept it for what it is. And like it literally flew out the window as soon as we hit play. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is this garbage? <laughs> 30 seconds in, I think we had already paused and I was throwing my hands in the air. Yeah. (laughs) I have faith that I will get better though. Yeah. (laughs) And not be such a fucking dragon lady about it. What do you think, Robin? Are you excited? Yeah, I'm just wondering. I know it's silly, but um, I don't even know if this is the right place. But I want to do, to try. So we recorded one where we had the movie up and us in the bottom screen. Yeah. But I want to try one that's more of like a Brad Mondo, where it's like, mm-hmm. we're the bigger. And then yeah. we pop the movie. I in. don't want that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Um, I think we're going to have to. I think the first probably few episodes, we're going to try some different things and then maybe get some feedback. Yeah. And which see, one looks better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See where to go from there. But otherwise, last night I was kind of, um, I've been watching Call the Midwife. Mm-hmm. And I can't sleep when I watch it because I just want to keep watching the next episode. So before I went to bed, I was like, I should just put on something that mm-hmm. I've seen before. So that way it can just kind of be background. And I thought about putting Shadowhunters on because why not? And yeah. I was like, no, I need to save this yeah. juiciness for reaction videos. Awesome. So instead, I put, I'm listening to Ghost of the Shadow Market. Mm-hmm. I almost had a Shadow. <laughs> and of course I fell right to sleep just because it was so soothing you know it was yeah. just like oh and then I woke up and it was like five chapters later and I'm like having to go back oh and that's stuff. so funny like, shit I'm spoiling it for myself right yeah what if there's a sleep timer there's there like, is yeah I should do that that's super yeah. cool yeah I use it a lot except my problem is that when I li- try to listen to a book as I'm falling asleep I don't fall asleep I just stay up 
Yeah, that's And then me. the sleep timer goes off and I'm like, wait, no, 60 more minutes. What what happens? I forgot. <laughs> I forgot? You've already heard it and you can't go to sleep? I that's have great. to have my, like, I have uh, the, what's the, Headspace app. And oh, okay. I listen to the sleep noises when I go to sleep so I can kind of, like, because otherwise my brain can't mm-hmm. stop. There's that one app. I can't remember what it, maybe it's the same thing, but it's, you have to pay for it, though. Oh, Calm, where they I read you the is. bedtime stories. Uh-huh. It's like like Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's soothing. There was a commercial during, um, while everything was closed, back Uh in like March, April time, (laughs) back when things were really gray. And um, I don't know. I feel like it was maybe for one of those apps that you guys are talking about. But it literally was like 30 seconds and it was just like rain sounds. Mm -hmm. And it was trying to obviously show you what you could get from the app. But it was just like... After I watched the commercial a few times, I would do it. And I would just like, okay, nobody fucking say anything. Shut the fuck up. And we just sit there for 30 seconds. And if anybody'd say anything, I'm like, you're ruining my fucking calm. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds about right. That was it. That was me for 30 seconds every couple days. I think that, well, they have sleep playlists on Spotify. But what I haven't figured out is, so we have a dot in the bedroom. Uh Uh-huh. I was like, if I, I can play... Spotify through the dot, yeah. but then you can't have the sleep timer on through the dot. And so I'm afraid I'm going to keep playing the music and then I'm not going to wake up to my alarm in the morning. Right. Oh, so okay. I haven't figured out how to cross those wires yet. So or have a very different alarm sound. Yeah, like than whatever kind very of... very alarming. I don't hear them anyway. That's so crazy. maybe... That's... Yeah. Um, Lincoln, so we put music on for him, but basically I'm like, play Jack Johnson or something. And when it runs out of songs, it will stop. So maybe you just need to create your own playlist that's like an hour worth oh, of music. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I just use a Spotify one and it's like mm-hmm. Right. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably supposed to meant be, be for the whole night. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway. This got off topic. That is off. <laughs> I was going to. Okay. So I, when you were talking about like interrupting your calm. So I do my meditations. Like I have, a, I do it on the TV, right? And uh-huh. it's, I stream it. So I'm in the living room, right? Lights are down. I'm doing my meditation. And Bryn's on fucking Netflix. And so my my meditation, like, like skips and buffers. And I'm like, get off the internet. Like, <laughs> mommy needs her oom time. Like. That's so great. Like, it's like, breathe in. And then it just stops. And you're like, am I supposed to breathe out right now? <laughs> screen skipping <laughs> like, that's great bro, i'm gonna die out here <laughs> you are literally killing me <laughs> dude that's hard with the um we only have two netflix mm-hmm. so i'm like watch a movie get off netflix yeah yep. <laughs> you're like mama's gonna watch bake off <laughs> it's called the midwife, called right the midwife. Oh, yeah. i have two episodes left of Call the Midwife? Yeah. I haven't watched I, I started watching it a long time ago, but I never got through, I think, the first episode. It was kind of, I feel like the first season wasn't, it was more like background noise for me. Now right. I'm invested. Right. So. Because mm-hmm. I know you you were saying you were like on the fence. You weren't sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't, but I'm glad I did. Okay. For real. Yeah, it's cute. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll have to check it out. Again. I love sort of being able to see history in the format where I can judge people. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's a TV show. Yeah, so I'm right. like, bitch, you wouldn't really have done that. <laughs> Whatever. Anything else? Well, what do you say we cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworld or Dish. Clary is shocked and not in a good way when her mom returns from her sleeping beauty curse. Since her safety is secured, Clary finally has time to reflect on all the shit that has happened over the last few months. That makes her rage at her mom for lying to her for her entire life. Clary books it and heads to Guard Hill to calm down and regain her center. Um. In the meantime, Jace is using the bloody thread that he plucked from Clary's jacket to track Sebastian over the river and through the woods. Back to our angsty teen... Simon finds her and tells her that Luke gave the clave until sunset to make a decision about fighting alongside the Downworlders. They have a heart-to-heart about Clary's mom returning, whether or not he did it with Isabel, and the root of his vampism. In the process, Clary's thoughts trail to Ethereal, and the meaning of the rune that he showed her finally clicks in her head, and she runs off to the Accords Hall to tell the clave about it, revealing in the process how she can make, how she can seemingly make 
some new runes. <laughs> the clave is like, yeah, right, you can make runes. Prove it, bitch. <laughs> and she does by showing everyone in the room an image of the person they love most. She tells them that this new rune is a binding rune, and it works by letting a downloader and shadow hunter share skills with a Z. So come on, motherfuckers, let me mark you. <laughs> I love it. So our little angel girl is sitting on the steps of the Accords Hall, stressing out about all the things she forgot to say while she was up on the dais while she awaits the clave's verdict. And yeah, I can relate. <laughs> 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 seriously just like fuck why didn't i say that i said that wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> shower thinking yep. yes so never one to leave a friend behind simon is keeping vigil with his bestie by methodically pacing in front of her and i'm sorry but has pacing ever been helpful no it's not it's never been helpful seeing someone pace around you just makes me more like anxious I like cannot shake my head anymore no yep. thank yep. you my son uh, my oldest he can't really stand still so um when he talks to me I'm like working or sitting on the couch or doing something and when he talks he literally just paces around and walks mm-hmm. and I'm like can you please stop seriously <laughs> you need to sit down and talk to me well uh, uh and I'm like dude seriously like you gotta stop it's it's I don't like it you're like you're stressing me out yeah it does <laughs> William's like that he just can't sit still for more than like Five minutes. Yeah, he's four. My kid's 20. (laughs) (laughs) But that's adorable. He's like, Mom, I sit with you. And then he comes and sits on me and then just wiggles the whole time. (laughs) I was like, dude, get your bony butt off me. Yep. (laughs) Anyway, who paces? Like, is that really going to help you think? Nobody does that. No. Except when Robin's on the phone or something. Isn't that you that does that? Yeah. I do pace on the phone. Like, if I... Okay. You know what I'm talking about, though? It's those weird calls that you're talking to someone and you did not expect to talk to them for that long but then you end up talking to them for like three hours and you're like jesus christ and then like you're pacing and you're upside down on the couch and (laughs) you know in every different position and you change arms because your arm gets tired no i like clean my house when i'm on the phone okay well yeah i mean now that i have airpods like yeah, those things aren't aren't. It's not like oh no, two thousand six. Hold it, and I sweep and do dishes. Oh, oh no, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> nope. I sit still. I can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> I have weird positions to be on the couch. It's like when you're reading and you're just like you just keep like doing like a quarter turn yes. until like your head is on the seat and your feet are up on the back of the chair. <laughs> Dude, I. We'll never forget the weight of a book in your hands when you're trying to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, when you're reading in bed and it's just like your wrist, like, my wrist hurt. My fingers hurt. <laughs> it happens with my phone now. Yeah. And so then I always remember, like, gosh, it'd be nice if there was like a clip or something. And now everything is like, I just read books on my phone. Right. And it's so much easier. But I miss that, like, as much as I hated it, I miss the weight. Yeah. yeah. The book, heavy book. There is something special about being able to have just your phone in your hand, like propped up next to the pillow while you're reading, so you don't have to do anything. Yeah. (laughs) Except with your little finger, just go twink. Yeah, like swipe. Turn. Well, that or trying to find light to read in your bedroom. Exactly. That's my issue with books. Yeah, reading at night. I mean, my issue with books. Damn you. <laughs> but it's nice if your partner's asleep and you can't sleep and you want to read. Like, it's so nice to be able to have, like, the black background with the white text because uh-huh. it's so dim. Yeah, that's what I have all the time. Same face. It's anyway. easier on the eyes. Yeah. Anyway, that Sorry. was a a long tangent about... You bring up the word anxious silly. and all of us always go on a tangent. <laughs> we're, just, we're just really stressed out, okay? <laughs> all the time. Uh, Clary seems to be in agreement with us because she tells Simon to cut his silent stalking of the night short because um, she ain't having it either. The clave has been deliberating whether or not to use Clary's rune magic to help fight Valentine, but like all governing bodies, it's taking forever. Because <laughs> they can't get their shit together. Give me some box, man. Right. <laughs> shit. Fucking took them that long? <laughs> <laughs> So Simon busies himself trying to climb high enough to see the north gate of the city and the downwolders that are supposed to be gathering there, but no such luck. He can't get high enough. That's... 
I'm, I'm going to leave that there. Yep. <laughs> so our bundles of hormones and anxiety are interrupted from their musings by Jocelyn coming out of the hall. Yay. Is it? Did they vote? Do we have a chance of winning the war? We don't know. Jocelyn just came out to chat. Great timing, Mom. <laughs> Fuck. So Jocelyn starts with apologies. Uh, meanwhile, Clary realizes she's stolen Patrick Penello's Stella. Eh, how much could he possibly need to use it? <laughs> what is with these women and the Stella? Stella <laughs> equals lighter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's the best fucking title. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's so true. Oh, shit. Okay. So there's a lot going on in this mother-daughter heart-to-heart. So I'm just going to give you the Cliff Notes version. Mama Frey is all, I know you have every reason to hate me. And Clary's like, I don't, like, hate you or whatever. The text doesn't specify, but I'm fairly certain Clary rolled her eyes (laughs) during that exchange. Because, like, that's what a teenager would do. Of course. (laughs) Just like, I don't, like hate you per uh. se <laughs> and jocelyn was in the hall when clary gave her big speech and she's so proud of her daughter oh it still doesn't make up for you lying to clary her entire life and fucking with her brain but you know whatever mm-hmm. at least you're sorry and you're proud so of course jocelyn correctly guesses that the rune stunt clary pulled on the dais was appearing as the person the the beholder loved most so whoever was looking at her yeah. was whoever they loved most mm-hmm. um and she knew that J- jocelyn knew that because all she saw was clary still oh lies it was luke <laughs> <laughs> his flannel like two buttons open oh. right? she's like hamburger meat <laughs> My husband converted me to a chest hair person. Okay, I can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> so Clary shows Mama Frey the alliance rune on the marble steps. And sidebar, if Stellies can draw on anything, do you think there's a bunch of rune graffiti all over Alicante? <laughs> like, if they had graffiti in Pompeii, I doubt the shadow hunters escaped that human behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Like, could you imagine, like, instead of kids writing on the wall with, like, markers, they're just, like, doodling with Stella. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <sighs> so Jocelyn reminisces about her youth and how her daughter has taken up the same cause of uniting downworlders and shadow hunters, except her daughter didn't have to join a genocide-loving hate group and marry the leader be- before coming to her senses. But yeah, some legacy. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, samesies. But let's be honest, folks. Jocelyn's still got some splaining to do. So brace yourself. She gives it all. That's not what I wanted to say. (laughs) She lays it all out there for Clary. Awesome. So V-Tang was hot shit in high school. All the guys wanted to be him. All the girls wanted to be with him. He was basically Freddie Prince Jr. And she's all that. Dude, have you seen Freddie Prince Jr. lately? No. Wow. Gotta get me some of that. <laughs> he looks he looks just as hot as he did. I think he looks hotter than he did yeah. when, when he was younger. Yeah. Personally. Like five o'clock shadows, some salt and pepper in there. Like he's a bit like, of a silver fox now. Yep. Yep. I, don't, the, I feel the same way about Ryan Philippi. Like, I think he's way hotter now than okay. he used to be. Uh-huh. He looks like a mountain man now, and I like it. Yeah, he used to have that baby <laughs> face, and now he plays like these badass shooter guys and yeah. stuff and everything. Oh, no, that's not. That's a terrible picture. Yeah, it's like he looks like a doctor. Like, yeah, he does. <laughs> he looks like a responsible dad who has a good 401k. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's attractive. No, let me do this searching. In the commercial, the dish, the dishwashing commercial that he's in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Jason and I, there's this laundry commercial that we just cannot get around because it uses like 90s hip-hop music in the back. It's Old Dirty Bastard. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and we're just like, how are uh-huh. we this old that this song is a commercial song now? For laundry. Right. <laughs> because it's it knows, ODB. It's dirty. Yeah, because it knows its target audience. That's why. <laughs> yeah, because it knows we're fucking in our 30s, and that's what we care about. Oh, my God. I had a conversation like that with people, with the kids at Dutch Brothers this morning. Oh, God. Because the lady was said that she hadn't ever seen any Harry Potters, and I was just like, 
What? <laughs> How is that even possible? That's better. That's still not as good as no. I've seen him. But anyway, yeah. he looks and, good. Um, I was saying it was like blasphemy in my mind. I'm like, but you know what? Like, I'm an entire generation like ahead of you. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, fucking Jason saw, and of course he had to tell me because he's like, it hurt my feelings, so I need to tell you too. So I think it was like a TikTok or something that was on Facebook. And uh, it was this guy like going to buy wine. And they're like, oh, I need to see your your license. And he's like, oh, do I need to take it out of my wallet? And they're like, no, I can see the one in front of your birth date. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, so they're like, oh, no, you were born last century. You're good. Because if <laughs> kids that were born in 2000 can buy liquor. Yeah. My son was born in 2000 and he'll be 21 this year. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't appreciate it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it hurts I know. my feelings. I know. It's gross. I don't like it either. <laughs> Believe me. Yeah. Yeah. I got carded this weekend because I bought beer. My, my brother's birthday was this weekend. So I brought him just a pack of beer or whatever. Okay. That's not true. I brought him peach, no pear um, seltzer because apparently he drinks that now. He's a little bitch. Anyway. <laughs> Hope it. you hear this bang. Yeah. I keep telling him he's a truck driver, so he listens to podcasts all day. And I'm like, so what'd you think of my last episode? And he's like, yeah, I don't listen to you. And I'm like, I know. Someday you will. I keep, I like send him, I text him. Someday like, you'll um, get desperate enough. Yeah. I keep sharing it with him. So one day maybe he'll click on it and just give us more likes. Oh, anyway, um, I got carded when I was buying it. And she didn't even ask me to pull out my ID or anything. She just asked me my birthday so she could type it in. Thanks. I mean, I am almost 35, so I guess I don't look 21, but still, still it would be still. nice to be asked. Yeah. Isn't it supposed to be like if you look under 40, they're supposed to ID I think it you? is 35. Oh, okay. But okay. maybe it's different for cigarettes and um, beer. I was going to say weed. That was a know. jump. <laughs> I mean, also, they're yeah. way more secure with, with the weed store. Definitely. They're like, we need to scan your ID. And you're like, oh, shit. This is like some serious Yay. shit. Yeah. Not that I've ever done that. <laughs> Okay, moving on from Freddie Prince Jr. and our hurt feelings for how old we are. (laughs) Jocelyn, on the other hand, was much more of a Molly Ringwald in Pretty in Pink. A not really popular girl with a best friend named Luke. But, I mean, I could call Luke Ducky. I'm down with it. I've never seen Pretty in Pink. What? I know. Oh, my gosh. I am a Molly Ringwald fan. (laughs) Wild. Yeah. So, uh, Jocelyn's Molly Ringwald, um, her, she spends most of her time with her best friend, Luke. Um, but V-Tang picked her above everyone else. So I guess V-Tang's actually Jake Ryan, but that's beside the point. And you don't get that because you've never seen Pretty in Pink. (laughs) No, I just know he has two first names. So shit goes off the teen movie rails when she marries V-Tang at 18, something Clary can't seem to process as real life. And I'm like, dude, you've had a young man, a young man. (laughs) (laughs) You've had a young mom your entire life. Have you never done the math? Yeah, that's dumb. Like, even if you didn't think you had an older brother, even if it was just you, like, your mom was, what, 21 when she had you? It's not that big of a leap. Yeah. Like, come on. Much to Clary's dismay, Jocelyn explains that her marriage with Valentine was a happy one and everything was great. At the end of the day, his desire to eliminate an entire species was just politics, not something to fret over. (laughs) Fuck. I just, I keep going back to that vision that Ethereal showed her. And when Jocelyn's like, oh, enough with the politics. I'm like, that's not, that's not what that is. (laughs) I feel like you've been misguided. That is not what that is. (laughs) so anyway aside from that little speed bump besides they were at the center of their own cult universe and valentine always said he'd be nothing without jocelyn bro you are not helping your case yeah i agree like weird you're like oh but i helped him create the cult that gave him the power to do what he did and he couldn't have done it without me yeah but we were happy. It was before things went cray. I want you to know that I know it was bad, but I also want you to know how important I was. <laughs> right. That's exactly what it is. We never actually get Jocelyn explaining why she felt the way she did before she changed her mind and realized how horrible V-Tang was. And I want to know what her thought process was. Not just an excuse of like, I was in love 
like you listened to his rhetoric you went on raids at what point did you stop believing in what he believed in because it's not like the flashbacks that we've gotten it's not like he was ever like it's not like he was hiding it he wasn't hiding it (laughs) we'll get there in my section a little bit we'll dive in a little so um i feel like jocelyn's part of the creation of the circle and her participation gets glossed over because she organized the fight, like beating organized to fight beating in the uprising, but that shouldn't give her total absolution. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like she only did it. Well, not only, but her, obviously her main reason for doing it was because of Luke. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, would she have done that if Luke hadn't turned? Right. Yeah. If Luke was still a person slash person, would Tang be in charge? Maybe. Or like, yeah, I just, mm. I don't know. I just, I feel like there's, we, we still got some splitting to do. Like, Jocelyn, you ain't so pure mm. and perfect. Yeah, so let me tell you tell what she me. says. So she explains that first Valentine didn't really talk about downworlders. He focused more on talking about reforming the clave and changing their, like, old crappy laws. And um, he preached that there should be more shadow hunters and institutes to fight off more demons. So I kind of understand how people started following him because that all sounds great. You know, the clave is old and they follow these super like really it's probably very um, like strict laws, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming. And it it also I mean, it feels natural for the younger generation to be like, okay, y'all crusty. Yeah. It's time to bring in the 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 new energy. Yeah. Like Uh that seems reasonable and normal for a society. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. as the younger generation grows up, they want to make changes. Well, and it seems like if what we are thinking about shadow hunters, that a lot of them die young. Right. Then there's probably more young people than there are old people. Right. Oh, yeah. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of people aren't making it to that big age, you know? So they're like, yeah, overthrow. We got the balance. So so there's definitely room for them to fill those ranks and kind of move up. So do the Clave members actually fight all the time? I'm assuming they don't because they're, like, high up, right? Like, the president think, doesn't fight here, you know. I, I I don't... I think they all fight when they need to. Okay. But, like, like Maris I think the and main... Robert don't leave the Institute unless they have to. Like, if they have... They're more... They have more of a desk job, I guess? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. That's what I wonder if the clave is. But yeah. when there is a big battle in, in their territory, they do go out and fight. Like, they went to the... The, the, the ship. Boat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the SSV tank. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what was called a boat, which is stupid. Right. <laughs> okay, so anyway, Jocelyn goes on to explain that she was pregnant and Luke was bitten. And um, when Luke changed and came back to the manor, Jocelyn obviously wanted to comfort him. But as we know, Valentine wouldn't allow it because of the baby. And I mean, if you haven't had much interaction with person slash wolves, I could see where that concern would be valid. But they're fucking shadow hunters. Like Valentine and honestly jocelyn no better and Mm -hmm. um so valentine dragged luke away um from the manor and when he came back he was alone and he told jocelyn that luke killed himself like really bitch you believed that well my thing is obviously we find out in this chapter so i'm just gonna whatever you're worried about luke potentially hurting your baby when you're injecting him with demon poison yes but you're worried about your baby. Fuck you. But right. he's not. He's not. No, exactly. It's, it's, it's totally an excuse. Yeah, because he just wants to control her and he mm-hmm. wants to get her away from Luke, which we we find out. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was just a that was a piss poor. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. But but you're right. Like, come on. Jocelyn should not be like entertaining that crap. Like she knows that seems like something you would fall for from someone you just started dating. Like, right. oh, it's still like this really no you know this man now like come on you know not to fall for some of his bullshit so clary starts pointing out all the shitty shit that valentine (laughs) did like giving luke the knife and forcing amatus's husband to divorce her because her brother was a freaking i was gonna say a shadow hunter (laughs) a person slash wolf (laughs) so jocelyn says that she didn't know any of that happened after luke died she fell into a depression and she explains though that Depression is more of a Monday term, and shadow hunters don't recognize that sort of thing, which is very, very, very sad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I imagine with all the death around them, this happens probably often. Mm-hmm. So it's sad that they, I don't know, maybe there's a, a rune that can help them 
like raise their serotonin levels or something instead of an antidepressant. (laughs) This is the loft rune. Yeah, exactly. So V-Tang had told everyone that she was just having a difficult pregnancy, which is just so sad. But Mm -hmm. okay. So Jocelyn kept hearing things like cries and stuff um, in the middle of the night. So Valentine would give her something to help her sleep. And that shit gave her really bad nightmares, which I understand because from what I understand, melatonin gives you really bad nightmares. I don't know. I've never actually taken it. I use melatonin all the time. It doesn't give me nightmares. Okay. I don't really. Sometimes I'll have like a weird dream, but not like a nightmare. Huh. Okay. Well, anyway, she wasn't getting melatonin, guys. (laughs) Anyway, she had dreams that Valentine was, like, holding her down and stabbing her or um, that she was choking on poison. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, those are nightmares, not weird dreams. That is a night terror. (laughs) Seriously. So she was so exhausted in the morning from all these nightmares, she would sleep all day. So I'm wondering, like, maybe once this sleep aid wore off, she was actually, actually able to, like, sleep mm-hmm. right <laughs> because she was constantly sleeping she had no idea like what was going on outside which is why she didn't know what happened with Amatis and everything so when jocelyn finally had the baby um he opened his eyes and jocelyn didn't feel that like motherly connection which i just can't even imagine um not only did she not believe this was her baby but she believed he was not human at all and um, while Jocelyn's like in this whirlwind of trying to figure out like who the fuck is this baby? I don't know what's going on. Valentine like comes into the doorway and I imagine he just like leans on the door you know, frame <laughs> with his like feet kicked out, you know, and he's like, yeah, the baby's name is Jonathan. And I'm like, bro, what did you just name my baby without me? <laughs> like what? So maybe they had a conversation about it. I don't know. But I didn't like that. So <clears throat> anyway, um. Jocelyn just kept looking at the baby and the next time he opened his eyes again she could see how incredibly black they were and she felt like there was no humanity in them at all I just I can't imagine what that would feel like because baby's eyes are dark right when they're first very first weren't born my baby's eyes were like gray both of them yeah and then they turned blue bright blue okay I feel like Lincoln's were pretty dark when he was first born maybe that's because our kids have brown eyes and Bryn doesn't yeah, she was like green eyes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Greenish hazel. Yeah. hazel, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They're they're weird. They're not <laughs> they're not one color. They mine change aren't color. Either. Stuff, yeah, depending so. on like what reflects on mine. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So Clary sat in silence. She could hardly understand how anyone could feel that way about Jace. Of course she's thinking of him as a grown like I was gonna say grown man. No. As a kid, though. IRL. Yeah. <laughs> as he is now. So she tries to convince Jocelyn that maybe um, she was sick or she was just in shock. And apparently that's also the route that Valentine tried to take um, because he tried he like he really loved this baby and he couldn't understand what was wrong with Jocelyn. Um, And she felt the same way. She felt like she was a monster for not loving her own child. So I yeah, I hear all of that. It's it's weird, though, that Valentine tried to pretend like he didn't understand like when he definitely yeah he yeah. knew what he was doing so like he's trying to gaslight her yeah <laughs> so anyway um then jocelyn gets a fire message from a trusted warlock named ragnor fell this is where he is guys this is where we first meet him back in time anyway <laughs> the letter said that luke had become um leader leader of the pack vroom vroom anyway um to the pack in brosselin forest <laughs> I bet none of our listeners know what the hell I just did there. (laughs) So, okay, so she burns the letter because she didn't want Valentine to see it. So let me get this straight. She burned a fire message? Someone explain it to me. How do... Yeah. Read it in the encyclopedia that I said, is this like a Wikipedia in a book form? (laughs) Bitch, I read encyclopedias as a kid to do reports. What the hell is wrong with me? (laughs) Wiki, wiki. Oh, yeah, that's what I even asked. Do you have the codex? That's funny. Okay, so I'll go on while you look. Sorry. No, it's okay. Thank you for looking. It's such a cool thing to have. So so when Jocelyn got to Brosselin Forest and actually saw Luke, she realized that Valentine was a big, fat fucking liar. And that, <laughs> that, Kristen, is when she started to hate him. Right. <laughs> so Clary pointed out that Luke had said, 
that Jocelyn knew something was wrong with Valentine before Luke had been changed. And Jocelyn is like, bro, I did. Luke remembers me telling him that I was afraid of Valentine and that I could hear screaming at the manor. So Luke was like, dude, I'll just ask him about it. He's my parabro tie. He'll tell me if some crochet is going down. And the next day, Luke and Valentine were on a, ran- a routine patrol and Luke was wit- bitten. So Coincidence? Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I think not. <laughs> so she believes that Valentine made her forget um, f- her fear of him somehow and took Luke out of the picture, picture so she would never remember. Crazy, scary. It's like what you did to Clary. A little bit. <laughs> oh, hmm. oh, have the tail huh. turned. Interesting. How does it feel? Anyway, so after seeing Luke, she went home and tried to make a real effort to love her son. Um, that night, she heard a baby cry, so she ran to Jonathan, but he was sleeping, and she ran to him really quickly because apparently he wasn't cry- like he didn't cry, which is also another thing that I'd be like, okay, this is weird. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. like he just never cried. So um, she followed the cries to the cellar and it was locked, but she knew where her dad had hidden the key. So um, I'm wondering if it's like many nights of her sneaking in to the wine cellar for a little drink as a teenager, you know, a little something, something. Anyway, <laughs> she's like, got to get me some some vino. I don't know. I don't drink wine. Anyway, <laughs> as soon as she opened the door, she could smell death. And it turned out that Valentine had turned the cellar into a torture chamber and the crying she had heard from um, was from one of the prisoners. And before I want to read a section here, but before I do, I have to ask. They're living in her family house and her dad hit a key to the cellar. Where is her dad? In the other wing. But like, why didn't he see? Why didn't he see the shit? Like, why was he no longer going down to the cellar? It's interesting. Because maybe Valentine told him he was working, he was using it as an office or whatever and wanted his privacy. Like, Valentine yeah. was sly. I I'm guess I'm sure true. he probably found an excuse. Was he still, was her dad still alive then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they lived with her parents. Or her parents might have had a house in the city and they lived in their country yeah, manor. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, maybe living with her parents. There they are... did just say her mom was there when the baby was born. Yeah. Well, there are a couple, as we see, um... As we saw, mm-hmm. people that live in, like, they left their city home and went to their manor home. Right. After the attack or whatever. Oh, right. Okay. That makes <clears throat> sense. Okay. Well, that's fine. Okay. So, we couldn't find anything in the codex on fire message, but I did look on the wiki. Okay. And it says, um, the fire message is one form of communication for shadow hunters who used to refrain from the usage of electronic gadgets and phones and is primarily used when they're in Alicante, as most modern devices are still impossible to use Within the city wards. Um, then it tells you how they were made, which we're going to skip just in case. It's spoilery. But a fire message is sent by burning a piece of paper with a message. The Nephilim do this by marking the piece of paper with the room for fire with a stele. The message will burn itself up and the process can be sped up by setting it on fire. The message will then reform wherever the receiver is, assuming something isn't blocking it. It is possibly better to be sent out from a wide open space. A warlock's fire message is apparently powerful enough to bypass the wards around Alicante. Fire message cannot be sent to places like Edom and Ferry. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So it seems like it, it'll, it's like a fax, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it burns. So you, you do, you do your rune. You write your message, mm-hmm. and then it'll burn, or you can burn it, and and then it'll go pop and like out of the flames into the fallen front of the person. Right? It's crazy. Like so all then, of a sudden, there's just a piece of paper hanging there in front of you. Right. So so then after that, then she burned it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it crazy. was an unnecessary step, but she did it for secrets. Yeah. So it would go fast. Secret death, fire, fire. Okay, I'm going to read this little section about when she went down into the cellar. So, um, it says, demon creatures bound with electrum chains writhed, right, writhed, mm-hmm. yeah, and flopped and gurgled in their cells. But there was, <laughs> writhed and flopped and gurgled in their cells, but there was more, much more. The bodies of downworlders in different stages of death and dying there were werewolves their bodies half dissolved by silver powder vampires held their heads down in holy water until their skin peeled off the bones fairies whose skin had been pierced with cold iron 
Like, Mm. the fuck? So, instead of running for the fucking hills after seeing all of this, like, I would be terrified um, if I were going to be caught down there. Like, especially knowing what Valentine's capable of now seeing all of this. I I can't believe she kept going. It's like, um, that, what is it? House of a Thousand Corpses, that Rob Zombie movie? Yes. Should fuck you up. Mm. No, thanks. No. Mm -mm. I don't even know if I've seen the whole thing because it was too much for me. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) The Hills Have Eyes was also really hard for me, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so she she started reading like basically like these medical records that um, Valentine had created for each prisoner. And um, she could see that he wasn't torturing just for fun, but like for scientific purposes. Um, He fucking burned a vamp's skin a shitload of times to see how many times they would regenerate. He also tried to gain or potentially amplify his own shadow hunter abilities by injecting himself with demon blood, but it wouldn't do anything but make him sick. So he wants to have the same powers as downworlders. I'm assuming he didn't inject himself with vampire or person slash wolf blood because it would turn him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting that it's a demon disease disease yeah but infecting himself with demon blood didn't turn him into something right it's weird not that you're mm-hmm. like i feel like there's other diseases that you could catch by doing that yeah <laughs> well the thing like it's weird to think so his thing that he is always is like they're diseased they're dirty mm-hmm. right you're a werewolf person slash wolf yeah. you're a vampire you're dirty because your blood is tainted yeah. but you're tainting your own blood yeah yeah it's weird it's just he's just so jelly Mm-hmm. It's amazing how a crazy person could not make sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> so Valentine's conclusion on his own trials on himself were that he believed the blood must be injected into a child or an unborn child, like for it to take effect. Like he's just too old, which is I don't know a child. I would understand an unborn child, but a child, like yeah, that's a weird thing mm-hmm. to grasp at. I don't know. So Jocelyn eventually came across her own Valentine medical record. <laughs> and basically all the nightmares she'd been having while she were pre- was pregnant were was like real shit. And Valentine had been giving her demon blood, hoping to create a new line of shadow hunters that would be more powerful than downworlders. The do you think he like fuck. organized the journals by last name like they do in the doctor's office? Like there's a little like M right. probably on the corner of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least by their species. <laughs> <laughs> he used the Dewey Decimal System. Yes. <laughs> so Clary was like, bro, you knew all of this and you stayed. Like, what the fuck, mate? WTF, mate? <laughs> Jocelyn was like, listen, I stayed for two reasons. One, because she knew that Valentine was listening, was planning on killing all of the downworlders and she wanted to stop it. She told Luke everything that she had seen. And although she had hid from... um. Although she had hid, like, her demon baby shit from Luke because she knew that he wouldn't be able to hold that shit in and, like, focus on the bigger picture. She knew that he would just go, like, attack Valentine. Um, Jocelyn, Yeah. He, <laughs> he protect. protect. He attack. <laughs> Jocelyn pretended like everything was normal again and that she loved her son. And she even brought him over to play at Maris's house with baby Alec. And um, Celine Herondale would come over, too, since she was pregnant, which I think is interesting. Like, oh, I'm having a baby, so I'll come watch these babies play. Like, I don't know. I well, guess they're they lonely. Well, they were their, like, that was their group. That's it was true. their Their, their core circle, group. if you will. Oh, my God. <laughs> the circle of well, trust. Well, it's, she's a lot, not a lot, but in Shadowhunter's turn, Celine is a lot younger. Yeah, Some, she's, she's oh, like, yeah. two years younger than our main group of people. Okay. So in what I, okay, this might be. Uh-huh. So the thing I just listened to in, it's before uh-huh. she's with, so she's 17 and Steven's 21. Oh, okay. So yeah, okay. she's, she's four years. Four or five years okay. probably. Interesting. So she's like that second high school generation away. So I'm sure she's yeah. kind of looking up and like trying to see. Right. Trying yeah, they're to probably like, like you should come place. over. We're going to have the kids together. Come on over. Yeah, that makes sense. Because at this point, Celine had recently married Stephen, mm-hmm. and she's pregnant, and so she didn't really get brought into the fold until she married Stephen, and Stephen was one of Valentine's most trusted advisors. So Stephen's basically like a general, yeah, and so she's the general's wife. So now she has to like go and now uh, yeah. be part of this inner circle because Maris and Robert were also like really high in Valentine's mm-hmm. like circle group. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know I keep making <laughs> <a> <laughs> <guess>. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, you know, you're you're the general's wife having tea with the president's wife and right. you know. Yeah, that's fair and other generals, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, Celine would tell um, Jocelyn about how nice Valentine was um, being to her because he would like bring her these potions and and shit to like (laughs) for the baby, whatever. I don't know. That's weird. Like when I was pregnant, someone gave me um, I was having a headache or something. I don't remember what was wrong, but someone gave me silver and it just I didn't do any research on it. And I was like, I just. Mm-hmm. I'm pregnant. Like, I'd rather just, like, do my own research. I've literally never heard of this before. Right. And so I just wasn't into it. And it kind of threw the person off a little bit. Like, well, it's fine. And I'm like, you think it's fine, but I don't know anything about it. Like, what if right. you're wrong? I'm pregnant. Like, this is my baby. Right. So I don't know how much I would be. I guess he's Valentine, so everyone trusts him. But yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so basically, Clary is thinking what we're all thinking. Like, oh, my God. And Jocelyn. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Like, she's gasping, I'm sure, you know. Jocelyn's like, yeah. <laughs> so she admits that she couldn't tell Celine not to trust Valentine because her husband was, like, his BFF. So when Stephen died and then Celine killed herself, Valentine was distraught and disappeared for a day or so. And Jocelyn took this time to work out her anxiety about being found out by Ragnar and by getting... Whoa. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> anyway, she admits that she could tell Celine. Oh, sorry. When Stephen. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Let me just plug this in. That really distracted me. It, was it just popped out of the wall. <laughs> it was your mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Jocelyn took this time to work out her anxiety about being found out by getting Ragnar Fell to make a potion for her from the Book of the White. So she knew this Maddie lady hated V-Tang enough that she would never tell um, him. So Jocelyn confided in her um, to keep the secret about the potion. So she hid the book in the Wayland's Manor at a party one night at their house. Now I finally know. (laughs) That was bugging me. Um, And she told Madeline to reach out to Ragnar if she ever, like, if, if Jocelyn ever had to take this potion. Right. So Clary's like, okay, cool beans. But, like, what's the second reason you stayed? It must have been a good one. Tell me. And Jocelyn's like, bro, boo, baby girl. It was you. I was Pregante. Pregante? <laughs> Pregante? Oh, yeah. I, kept, I saw yours, so I decided to continue. Oh, good. Oh. <laughs> so Clary shapelessly, sheepish, sheepish? I have such a bad time. <laughs> such a bad time with S. Sally sells sheep. Sheep. Beautiful butterfly. Clary. You're doing great, honey. Sheepishly. Good. (laughs) Says, and remembers Luke telling her that her mom was a pergonaut when she escaped V-Tang. And um, she asked her mom that, um, and she asked Jocelyn that, um, like, didn't knowing that you were going to have another child make you want to run away more? Like, wouldn't that be like, yes, let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Jocelyn's like, well, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But I knew that psycho that I married would never give up looking for me. And I would move heaven and earth to find. He would move heaven and earth to find me and bring me back. If it was just me, I had to think about um, I would have run. But I knew that I could never let him hurt you or get to you. I had to keep you safe. And the only way to do that was murder. (laughs) A murder most foul. I, um, Jocelyn said basically she thought that she, um, he would get killed during the uprising. Um, okay. I'm, I'm writing that. I wrote this in her words and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just going to go for it. This is what she's saying to Clary. She's like, I thought that he would get killed during the uprising. I couldn't have brought myself to do it, which is a theme here, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But surely he would have met his end at the hands of someone else. And later when I heard that the manor house had burned down, I wanted to believe that he was really gone. That him and Jonathan burned up in the blaze, but deep down I knew. And that's why I did what I did. I thought I was, I thought it was my last chance to protect you. Taking your memories, making you into as much of a mundane as possible, and hiding you within their world. I realize now that it was stupid and wrong, and I'm so sorry. I hope eventually you'll be able to forgive me. I'm pretty sure that's a direct quote. Okay. that That's probably why you wrote it in that. That's probably why I wrote it like that. <laughs> It's fine. I don't know 
wrote it. Like, it's really weird. Or, or I paraphrased very well. Yeah. <clears throat> I liked it. You did a good job. You even did a good if you job. didn't write it. Okay, guys. Life is hard. All right. So, Clary clears her throat and she's like, it's all okay. But I'm hung up on one thing. And you guys guessed it. It's all the stuff about her brother lover being a demon. <laughs> she tells Jocelyn. Of course she's hung up on uh, that. It's just one thing. <laughs> so she tells Jocelyn that she knew some of what had happened to him because of them finding Ethereal. Like, right. whatever. But she just can't wrap her head around, like, she just can't wrap around her head around her. She can't understand how someone could think Jace was evil. It. It. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. However, she just can't wrap her head around it. Jocelyn talks about him like he's evil incarnate. If she could just get to know him, to meet him, she'd see that he's not a monster. Jocelyn reaches out and takes Clary by the hand and tells her that her tale is not over. The lies have all been ousted, but there was something she discovered while she was under her Snow White curse, and it could be very hard to hear. So brace yourself, ladies. Are you guys getting chills? Yeah. I am. They're multiplying. Okay, good. (laughs) So Clary can't figure out what the hell could be worse than what she's already heard. So she tells her mom, like, go ahead, like, hit me with your best shot, Pat (laughs) Benatar. So... Um, when Dorothea told her that Viting had been spotted in the city, she knew that the only reason he was there was, um, for the cup and, um, you know, and for Jocelyn and, um, she really wanted to run, but she couldn't bring herself to tell Clary the real reason. I know, but don't get it twisted. She's not mad that Clary ran off. She was actually relieved that she wasn't there when daddy tank showed up. Then why Mm -hmm. did you call her and be like, Answer the phone. Answer the phone. Like, maybe she would have come home. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. The whole thing. So, Jocelyn took the potion, hoping that um, when B-Tank came in, he would just think that she was dead and leave her. But, of course, he didn't. <laughs> he brought her with um, him to Renwick's and tried a bunch of shit to wake her up. And, of course, nothing worked. <laughs> He's like a pot of coffee in her face. <laughs> That's my jam. <laughs> But Jocelyn wasn't entirely passed out the whole time. She was in a dream state, kind of like half conscious. And Valentine decided... Valentine. <laughs> Valentine. Valentine. <laughs> tang decided to sit at her bedside and talk to her while she was sleeping. He spoke of the past, their marriage, um, how she was basically a Benedict Arnold. <laughs> and regardless of all of that, he hasn't loved anyone since her. More like he never loved anyone, including yeah. her. But Do you whatever. Think he like got his got his groove on too. Like, no, uh, I don't think so either. I really don't. Not think with so. her. I just mean like in between. Not with her while she was out. <laughs> that is not what I meant. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> Robin, no. <laughs> Robin's so offended right now. You mean in the sixteen years that they were separated? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, did he date anyone? Basically, no. He couldn't. I'm sure everybody like. Well, I guess he could date a mundane, but I don't think he would do that. I guess that's true. Like, anybody would know who he well, was. Well, and he still had followers. Like, he still has... Oh, uh, so maybe some of the followers gave him some booty. I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think he's too um, one-track mind kind of a, mm-hmm. a guy. And and he, he is someone... Valentine doesn't have honor, but he has... He's really traditional, and he has a... the illusion of honor right and so i don't think that he would stray from his marriage like that i just i don't think that's his style okay because in his head they're like totally still definitely married yeah like together he's still head over heels (laughs) yeah okay so sorry i had to ask that's all right so Jocelyn thinks it's an old habit from when they were still together and that he hasn't really had anyone to talk to since she disappeared. And as weird and, and as muddled as it is, she believes that in his own warped way, Beating really does believe that he loves her. Like, mm-hmm. he thinks it's yeah. true. Um, and still does. And that's why he started telling her about Jonathan. Mm-hmm. So first thing he wanted to do was apologize for what he had done to Jonathan while he was in the womb because he knows that it almost killed Jocelyn. He knew that she was close to suicide over her baby. And although he didn't know that she knew that he had somehow gotten access to angel blood, 
It's obviously legendary to shadow hunters, and when he injected it, his strength increased. But he also felt a sense of euphoria and happiness, so he took some, dried it, crushed it into a powder, and mixed it into her food. <laughs> and Clary's sassy inner voice is like, oh, I can tell you how he got a hold of the angel's blood. <laughs> Fucking but, Dexter over here, dude. Anyway. But instead, she keeps that part to herself and asks her mom if she thinks it worked. Like, okay, cool, all that, but did it work? And she admits, like, Jocelyn's like, well, that she has wandered in the path, like, while she was whatever. If that's what gave her the focus to go on and make the coup against her husband. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't it be sweet, sweet justice if it was really what caused his rebellion to fail? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point is, while he was mixing the angel blood food, what he didn't know is that she was actually pregnant. And she thinks the angel blood had a significant impact on Scary's, Clary's bad rune skills. Skills of the Z. Okay, skills. You guys, I've brought this up before, but I'm still very confused. In order to get pregnant with Clary, she would have had to have sex with Valentine 100%. after she gave birth to this monster. Okay, so have we determined the age difference between Jace and Clary? Jace and Clary are, because she was only like a few months pregnant when she, when this all happened and, and fled. And during the time of, like, Jace was quote unquote born just before um, the uprising. Because that's, Stephen yeah. died just before the uprising. So. Yeah, so it wasn't long. So I guess she was just trying to pretend like everything was all good. It was a short period of time. She was like, we're fine. We'll do it one time. Make him feel good about himself. I just had a baby, though. So, like, leave me alone. We'll do it once. And, you know, bye-bye. It is weird, though. But, like, come on. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just once. We know that. So, like, that's what I just can't seem to wrap my head around is, like, Mm -hmm. why she'd be like, I'd make an excuse, bro. (laughs) Like, Right. I have a headache. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess. Maybe she was afraid not to. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She had I to know. prove that things were still good. Yeah. Yeah. So Clary is like, yes, Mama Jamma. That's probably why you were able to trap the Mortal Cup in the tarot card. And V-Tang didn't do shit like remove the curse from Hoge. <laughs> and Jocelyn says that V-Tang had been experimenting on himself for years. And he is probably the closest thing that a humanoid is to a warlock. Mm-hmm. However... There's no experiment he could have done to himself that would have had as big of an effect as it did for her or for Jonathan since he was receiving the blood in utero. Mm. Clary goes back to what the Seelie Queen had told them and says, so we really were just experiments? Jocelyn's like, well, yes, but you were unintentional. The purpose of Jonathan was that Beating wanted to create a super warrior like Captain America. And he was, he told her whilst she was sleeping at Renwick's that he really was one, stronger, faster than all the other shadow hunters, but he was also cruel, immoral, and empty. And Viting felt like he was loyal to him, but creating him the way he did, he knew that he made a son that could never really love him. Mm. So Clary thought back to how Jace had looked clutching his portal meat and was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, wrong. I call bullshit. Jace shouldn't love Valentine, but he does. And he's like the exact opposite of everything you're saying. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> I love how many throwbacks we're getting to like earlier <laughs> <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> and there's a passage in here that circles back to our discussion on rune scars. I wanted to read. Do and it. it says, Jocelyn's hands twisted in her lap. They were laced all over with fine white mark scars. The fine white scars all shadow hunters bore. The memory of vanished marks. Hmm. So basically, I'm right, bitches. Okay, I'm I'm con- I'm I'm confused. I have a question. Okay, anyway, don't you think you would just have like one spot that you would do runes on and just like let that skin get fucked up? Like well, you put them on your hands and shit. The closer they are to your heart, the, the more, more they, effective yeah. they are. So okay. like an Arazi, mm-hmm. like closer to your heart, the more effective it is. So wouldn't you just do it right here all the time? I, <sighs> I guess it would be too I much. Think it, um, I think it depends. I don't know because they have kind of like. Well, here's the thing: if you have a permanent permanente rune yes uh-huh. you're not going to be able to keep putting runes on top of where your permanent runes right. are right okay and there's as we see later on uh-huh next chapter um there's a lot of runes 
Yeah. To, like, put on before battle. So, like, I feel like you can't just do it. Like, you kind of have to, like, use your canvas. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because they can't just be on top of each other. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Maybe it's too much scar tissue. That I wish you saw. Yes. <laughs> we need to make a playlist of all the songs that we reference. <laughs> and movies. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, Jocelyn's wringing her hands in anxiety about the next thing she has to tell Clary. But she finally gets on with it and tells her that this person she's been describing. She's not talking about Jace. Oh, shit. What? What? So the world starts to slow down for Clary and she wonders if she's in a dream. She tells her mom that Jace is beating son. Who else could he be? Jocelyn reveals that the night Celine Herondale died, she was eight months pergonante. Vitang had been secretly giving her potions and powders, the same ones that he had given himself laced with angel blood. His hope was that Stephen's child would be as strong and powerful as Jonathan, but without the whole, like, demon qualities. <laughs> he couldn't bear the thought of his hard work um, going to waste, and so he and Hoge cut the baby out of Celine. Fucking messed up, man. Mm-hmm. Vitang had Hodge take it to his childhood home until the uprising. After that night, Valentine pretended to be Michael Whalen, so he had the baby moved to the Whalen Manor and raised him as Michael Whalen's son. And Clary's in, so- in shock and says, So Jace, Jace is not my brother. And Jocelyn reaches out and squeez- squeezes her hand and says, No, Clary, he's not. What? So I just like to take a moment. Of silence here to say, okay. let's hold hands. Okay. <laughs> okay. Farewell, brother lover, king of the nicknames, whose long and faithful friendship those who knew you won't forget. Though your body will decay, your spirit lingers on. <laughs> what is it? Farewell. Fair- Hail and farewell. <laughs> I was doing the, the Aragog. Oh, anyway. That was beautiful. So, I'm sad, but oh well. Clary starts to realize that Jocelyn is acting this way because she feels sorry for Clary. Um, and she thinks that she's telling her bad news. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Before, time out, hold on. Before we get into this. If Jocelyn could hear everything that Valentine told her, that means that she could hear everything that Clary told her when Clary came to the hospital and yeah. told her that she was in love with her brother. Maybe well, she was really sleeping. Well, then. she said that she was in and out of consciousness, so she might not have heard it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's funny, because it was a long conversation. Yeah. Luke heard it. <laughs> Maybe she... Yeah. yeah. Your brother. <laughs> Your blood relation. <laughs> Maybe she just heard the parts about Simon. Yeah. <sighs> so, Clary, not being able to believe her luck wholesale questions the bones found at Fairchild Manor. And her mom told her that those were Michael and his son's bones. Valentine killed them both and burned their bodies to make it look like they were his own. Jonathan is still alive. Vitang raised Jace at the Wayland Manor and Jonathan in the house near the lake. And he was able to divide his time between the two of them. Sometimes he would leave one or both of them for extended periods of time. It would seem that Jace never knew about Jonathan, but perhaps Jonathan knew about Jace. They never met, even though they were only miles away from each other. Mm. And Clary's like, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Jace doesn't have demon blood and he's not cursed. And Jocelyn was like, girl, were you not just listening? <laughs> okay, she doesn't say that. But she does reiterate that his blood is mixed with Angel's blood, just like her. And Clary tries to imagine beating <laughs> raising the two boys, one dark and one light. Loving them the sick, twisted way that he like loved anything. And she wonders how Jonathan would feel if he did know about Jace and asks her mom if she thinks he could have gotten like better. It's been years. Like, come on. It's interesting because it sounds like he took the same parenting road with both kids, too. Mm-hmm. And they're literally polar opposites. Mm-hmm. Right. So, interesting. So, Jocelyn's like, no, I don't. Vitang said that he'd spent a long time teaching Jonathan how to appear charming, and his plan was for him to be a spy, and he couldn't be a very good one if he wasn't able to interact with the people he was supposed to be watching. He even taught him how to cast slight glamour, so that way people would believe that he was likable and trustworthy. The reason she's telling her all of this back information is because she doesn't want her to feel bad that she was duped, because Bo Sebastian was really Jonathan the whole time. Dun, dun, dun! Okay, wait. How does she know that? Valentine told her. About the Sebastian part? Yeah. Like he's going to go pose as Sebastian? Well, 
I, I think she might have put two and two together. Okay, okay, that's fair. She probably realized his hair and stuff. Because she's yeah. been in the hospital since Renwick, so. Oh. Yeah. Jo- Jocelyn says that. I, I go over it. Just okay, sorry, out. sorry. So, Robin's <laughs> signaling. Shut she's the like, fuck up. Fuck. <laughs> Get out of my calm, Amanda. <laughs> Turn off Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Clary's like, ew. Gross. No wonder I felt weird when I met him. And, like, not when I met Jace. <laughs> and when I kissed him. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so Jocelyn says that after Luke explained what had happened in Alicante, since she was gone, she knew that it had to be faux Sebastian. <laughs> the story added up. His age, no parents, utterly loyal to Valentine, his weird shoe polish hair dye. <laughs> V-Ting always said that he would take down the wards, and that's what he did. He found a loophole in the protection. Demons aren't able to come into the city, but Jonathan is granted automatic entrance because he's a shadow hunter. But he also has demon blood, and that's how he was able to bring down the wards. That's pretty smart. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. But on that same thought, wouldn't that mean that a warlock could bring down the yes. wards? Because they have demon blood as well. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They're literally half demon. And how are they or not all fairy. evil like this motherfucker? Yeah. Right. Maybe I don't they know. just never got close to them. Maybe they're watched when they're in the city. I Maybe don't it's know. a different kind of demon. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So, Clary reminisces back to her short time that she had spent with her actual brother and wonders if fate had given him the lonely princess face. Like. Her comic book? Yeah, her comic book character. Like, fate brought that to me. Anyway. She announces, somebody has to tell Chase. <laughs> And she thinks that, like, maybe if he knew all along that they weren't related, that he wouldn't have gone after, like, Vitang himself and, like, went to die. I appreciate <laughs> how much you, how much stock you put yeah. in yourself. But I'm going to let you in a little secret. Jace would have done it anyways. Wrong. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I mean, his blood has changed mentally now, obviously, but he still has the connection with V-Tang, which is the reason he's going. And right. he still has a fucking God complex and has to be the one to save That's this, fair. or a hero complex, I should say. Yeah. And he's got to save the day. Uh. So Jocelyn starts to answer when the Accords Hall door slams open and Luke is standing there, telling them that something had finally gone right. Clary did it. They have agreed to let her mark them. There will be no surrender. 300! Wait, that's not how it goes. This is Sparta! <laughs> yeah. Plus their voices didn't crack in the middle of right. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited. Good job, Clary. Finally. Yeah. Finally. Finally. Yeah, she finally listened and actually learned something. We wrote her a letter. <laughs> a fire message? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shitters. Okay, so make sure that you read chapter 18, Hail and Farewell, for next week's episode. For behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworld or Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye! Bye.